You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. Welcome to the Faith Roots Podcast. We're talking about how to take a trial and turn that rascal around to your good, to your help, to your advantage. And it's what God wants to do for you. So very important. I want to turn your attention now to the book of Exodus, chapter 14. And we're going to begin reading in verse 1. And it says, The Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, that they turn and encamp before he wrote between Migdal and the sea, and over against Baal Zephon, before it, and before it shall you encamp by the sea. For Pharaoh will say, they are entangled in the land, the wilderness has shut them in. And then later in verse 13, Moses said to the people, fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians who you have seen today, you'll see them again no more forever. Now there are times that it would appear that God lets things go down to the wire. In other words, he doesn't stop the trial always before it ever happens. And sometimes he does. Sometimes there is never even uh, an act one of the trial. There's a threat, but it doesn't amount to anything. But there are times when the threat's real and it gets very dramatic and there's a lot of tension and it looks very bleak. And those times are the times when the greatest victories come. Great victories don't come without there first being a great crisis. That's what we read in the scriptures. There's a great crisis, but then it's followed by a great victory. Now, there is no greater close call than the story of the destruction of Pharaoh and his army at the Red Sea. And there's so many different lessons to learn. We talked about one yesterday. We're going to see another one today. Moses knew how God was going to deliver the children of Israel. They didn't, and no amount of time uh, would have sufficed for him to uh, explain to them how God was going to do it. They just had to live it out and walk it out. Sometimes we want to know how, 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 Lord. And there are times when the how isn't told us, we just have to keep walking. And you keep walking, and then you'll see. Sometimes God will tell you how or give you a step or two uh, toward the how. But uh, most of the time, we have to walk in order to see how this is going to happen. I'll say this. If you want to see the deliverance before it happens, let me tell you a sure way to do it. The way that you do it is that you continually look at the character of God. The character of God is your deliverance. When you know that God's good, when you know that God provides, when you know that God is going to take care of you, when you know those things, then that's how you see the deliverance before it comes to you. Now, God purposely led the children of Israel to this spot. This is not the way that you would normally go to Midian. Moses knew how to get to Midian. He had come back into Egypt from Midian, and there was a place where he turned the people south. They took a hard right turn and went into the mountains that lay west of the Red Sea. 
there was a dry riverbed, or what's called a wadi, W-A-D-I. They followed it, and it led all the way down to the beach on the west side of the Red Sea. And there in this big, wide beach area was room for the whole of the Israelite nation to camp. Now, it's important to pay attention to where they were. They were at a place called Baal Zephon. Baal Zephon was right across the Red Sea from them. And it means Baal of the north. Now, Baal is Satan. And so what God wanted to do was deal a death blow to Satan. Now, Pharaoh is being used by Satan and has been completely given over to Satan. Let me tell you how. First of all, he had an intense hatred for the Jewish people. He wanted to destroy them. Uh, He wanted to keep them enslaved. He was so hard-hearted. At one time, he ordered all of their baby boys to be thrown into the Nile River and eaten by the crocodiles. I mean, that's cruel. That's hard-hearted. This is how much hatred there was in his heart. He refused to turn the children of Israel loose even when God dealt with him with all of these trials. Now, all of these trials and the nine different attacks that came on Egypt were not directed at the Egyptian people. They were directed at the gods that the Egyptian people served. And so the frogs that came up, for instance, that was directed at a god of fertility. Uh, There were gods that protected the Nile River. That's why God allowed the waters to be turned to blood. Uh, There were different gods. The the sun god was supposed to bring the sun every day, and they worshipped it, and and it's uh, Amun-Ra. And that's when God sent the darkness so that they couldn't see the hand in front of their face. And so it was a plague sent against all of the gods of Egypt. But now with the tenth plague, the plague of the Passover, the Lamb of God, that's when God dealt directly with Satan. And Pharaoh said, let my people, or Pharaoh said, you may go after uh, the, the, the firstborn of all the Egyptians died in every household. The children of Israel were spared. God had given them the ordinance of the Passover. And they took the blood of the lamb and brushed it across the lintel, the top of the door and on the sides of the door. And so that's symbolic of the cross. And so they were let go by that. But their deliverance is not complete because Pharaoh is still filled with hatred and he's still alive. And so God purposely set up this showdown to finish this great work of redemption. Now I would say this that the Passover is the symbol of the cross. But the cross is not the total fulfillment of the redemptive plan. Huge part of it. Very, very important. But it had to be followed by the resurrection. And so if the cross was was given to us symbolically in the Passover, and if Satan was the target of humiliation in that, then he would also, because there's no greater God than him on the dark side, then there has to be one more thing directed at him. Baal Zephon, the Lord of the North. This is Satan. And and there's a mountain there that, that he supposedly controls. And that's where God took the children of Israel, right from the west side of the Red Sea across directly toward that mountain. Now, 
In Isaiah 14, Satan said that he would exalt his throne in the sides of the north of heaven. So he's got this thing with trying to take God's place. And uh, it failed miserably, and it's going to fail here. When the children of Israel crossed here, it was an affront to Baal Zephon, and everybody knew it. Don't think for a minute the Egyptians didn't catch the symbolism of where this miracle took place. It was not just that it took place, it was where it took place. That's why when Jesus led his disciples to this place uh, called the Gates of Hell or Caesarea Philippi, a place where demons were worshipped, a place where babies were sacrificed, horrible place. So we call it Banyas today. Uh, it was named after the, the Greek god Pan, the goddess of wine and debauchery. And, and, and uh, there was so much evil that happened. There. That's what Jesus said upon this rock. I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so he demonstrated, Christ did and God did in the Exodus, that he had power over Satan in his greatest work. Uh, so God had plenty of power to spare, by the way, in the resurrection. So uh, God flipped the script. Now, when Pharaoh went down to the Red Sea to chase the Egyptians... He made himself vulnerable. And this is something that nobody ever really thinks about. Uh, we know we're vulnerable when we come into temptation. But do you ever stop to think, so is the devil? The devil is vulnerable when he comes out against you. Look at what happened with Goliath. Goliath was sent out, inspired by Satan, no less, and he challenged the people of Israel for 40 days. And they were completely intimidated by him. I mean, demon power uh, floated through his voice into the ranks of the Israelites. But then when David came and killed him in front of all of the Israelites and all of the Philistines, in one snap, the Philistines turned and ran. They made themselves vulnerable by putting all of their hopes in the one giant. Therefore, God was able to use one man to defeat that one giant. And actually, he wasn't even a fully grown man. And it so blew away the, the Philistines that they turned and they ran. That's vulnerability. So every trial has that aspect. I tell the devil when he comes against me, you're rolling the dice. I will prevail. I will come out on top. God will deliver me. And when he does... I'm going to tell the story. I will tell what he did for me. I will make sure that everybody in my circle knows what God did on my behalf. That's why it's so important for you to tell your testimony and share what God's done with you in the past. Sometimes one of the best ways to build your own faith is to remind yourself of what God has done. Just go through, make a list, and rehearse all the different things that He did for you in days gone by. And if nothing else, just the fact that you're born again and you no longer serve sin and follow darkness, that's the greatest miracle of all. Well, that's all the time that I have for today, but I want you to think about this idea that whenever you stand in the time of a trial, you have an opportunity to cause great insecurity and great embarrassment to the 
people of darkness to the prince of darkness. You do. Don't ever forget that. See you tomorrow. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.